2: Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitone and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Hello, hello. A Tuesday edition of v Final Countdown rolls on live from the South Point in Las Vegas alongside Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, producer Steph behind the glass. We got Sean on the ones and twos. I'm so good at saying that now. You are very... It only took like six months to get ones and twos down, but I am there.
6: It's okay. You'll have at least... Six more times to say it.
5: I like saying mixer better. Yeah, like six but more. Yeah, like that.
6: six more times to say yes,
5: it. Yes, for anybody who's just joining yes. us, sadly, this is also the final countdown this is to the, our this last truly show. Truly, the final
6: countdown. Yes, it is <laughs> truly the final countdown.
5: Yes, tomorrow yes. will be the last show that that Matt and I will be teamed up for Vee's and final countdown before we go to our respective new shows. What's the title of your new show? Isn't it? It's it's a cool title. I thought the handle. The handle. I like that.
6: Handle, cause yeah. we get a handle on things. You
5: get a handle on things. You know, I'll be like, you know. one of the <laughs> the co-hosts along with Femi Bevafay, moving over to the Lombardi line with former NFL GM Michael Lombardi. So excited for what's to come and what's new, but obviously loved my pairing here with my you'll guys. You'll still see us so together. you'll still yes, see us together. Best consequences will not be going away, ladies and gentlemen. We have had far too much fun with this.
6: They tried too hard. They moved us like, but then they moved they moved us to the same studio. So like we're we're at least exactly. gonna see we're gonna crossover. Over and is like you tried to break us up. It's not it's not <laughs> you can't happen. get
5: rid of me, no, no matter how no, hard no, no, you. You happen. may want to after that not chip happening. eating experience yeah. yesterday. You're stuck with me mm-hmm. forever. Uh, lots of great stuff to come though over the course of the next hour. We will have Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting analyst, covers the NHL. Um, get into a nine game slate tonight. Uh, a lot of great college hoops on the docket as well. I mean, with no NBA this week, a lot more eyeballs on those two sports. So get into some of that. Sports betting Hall of Famer Vinny maiulo odds maker here at the South point is going to join us in studio as well where we want to start off though is the nfl i like this this is a fun exercise we're Mm -hmm. going to look at each of the nfl divisions and see who has the potential to go from the bottom of the barrel worst in the division to the top so worst to first in the nfl divisions the lone team to pull this off in the 2022 season was the jacksonville jaguars in the afc south doug peterson led this squad to really turn things around, um, overtook the top-seeded Colts, I I mean, Titans from 2021. Mm -hmm. The Colts, I mean, Titans never in doubt. Three of the teams listed here in these divisions have new head coaches as well, which creates some intrigue. But right off the top, Matt, as you kind of look through Mm -hmm. all of these, let's call them division failures, who has the best opportunity to turn things around?
6: I think if we're looking at a realistic, like, for being realistic, what team could realistically win the division? I think you have to at least point to the Falcons. That because is my first one as that well. division is going to be so terrible this year that any of those teams could easily – I mean, just playing 10% above expectation could maybe win that division because we're going to look at a complete rebuild in Tampa. You are looking at a – depending on where the quarterback dominoes fall for Carolina and the Saints, like someone's going to come up on the bad end of that, right? I mean, like – We know that Carolina's not going to go with Baker Mayfield, so it's going to be, you know, the Saints maybe if they don't get Carr, like all these things like that. But, I mean, even with that, is that good enough? Because there's still some question marks around just that Saints team just in general. So, I think if you look, okay, you have a Falcons team that is most likely going to be starting. Yes, I understand he's – a guy that is fairly unproven in Desmond Ritter, but he does have some. He did get NFL playing time. And we're he, not
5: still sure it's going to be Desmond we're, we're, Ritter. We're yet. not for sure.
6: We're not for sure. But at least of the bad situations, you do have someone that's already been there. Mm-hmm. He's familiar with the system and familiar with how things go and does have NFL playing time and all that. Whereas we're looking like it's going to be a new guy in New Orleans, it's going to be a new guy in Carolina. It is who knows what's going on in Tampa, right? I mean, like, like, what are they going to do at quarterback? Like, no one has any idea, right? So at least there is one team that knows who their quarterback is going to be, right? And, like, that's the Falcons.
5: So that's, and this is, again, like, if you were looking at these and wanting to, like, bet things, whether it's, like, Mm -hmm. conference, Super Bowl odds, anything like that, Now those numbers are available division odds, not so much to this point because there is going to be so much turnover and questions answered when it comes to that stuff. For me, the NFC South is one of those things where dependent on the quarterback that comes into those situations becomes the favorite in my mind. And like, we look at that record that you had up on the screen of the Atlanta Falcons seven and 10 last year, they were seven and 10, the saints were seven and 10 and the Panthers were seven and 10. The team that won the division was still sub 500 (laughs) at eight and nine. So that is a division that to me, like whoever you get in there. And and I think the Falcons could be somebody that's in the sweepstakes for a veteran quarterback to come in, Mm -hmm. too. Um, I know we saw a little bit of Desmond Ritter. I hoped that when he came in to to become the starter that we would see them air the ball out a little bit more. Yeah complete opposite of that happened despite sitting Mariota. It was still the same song and dance. It felt like largely at quarterback. So if they do get somebody to elevate that offense or Desmond Ritter has figured things out and they have this offseason and preseason to really get into swing where he fits a little bit better then I think for sure. The Falcons are the biggest name among these, these t- divisions yeah. um, to go that division just so up for when, grabs to me when
6: they put out the division odds, whichever team is third it's because it, I'm, I'm, Figuring the Bucs will be last. I know, like in the in the conference odds right now, it actually the Falcons are behind the Bucks. But after free agency plays out, like I think the Bucks are going to be stripped, right? Like I think they're just going to like basically everyone's going to be sold off for parts and all that, and you basically have to start over because it's just they're they have no many cap space, a bunch of old well, guys. Like it's a super and so that old was the team. next thing
5: I was going to say. You talked earlier about the Bears and the amount of cap space yeah. that they have. The second most cap space is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah,
6: yeah. So they can actually I think it's like fifty four or something like that that they have. 56, so I mean, yeah, yeah, so 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 they're able to really kind of go in and, and do some damage as well in the free agency market. And, and like, I think the Bucks are going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be a complete rebuild. There probably should be, actually, a complete rebuild. It's a super old team as well, so you don't really want to try and maximize a whole bunch of, like, you know, mid-30s and late-30s late, late 30s guys. So whatever team is third in the odds is likely the team that I'm going to bet to win that division because – I think any of those three teams, even mm-hmm. if the Saints do get Derek, Carr, like even if the Saints do, there are still a lot of question marks around that Saints team. So like, whichever one comes in third, so long as the odds aren't all just jumbled up or whatever, if there's like a You're decent a little difference, yeah, on that third team, whatever that third team is, will be. It might be the Saints, it might be the Falcons, it might be the Panthers, whatever it is, uh, that team's going to get a bet from me because I don't think there'll be enough separation between those upper three to to warrant any sort of difference in the odds.
5: Okay, what about the AFC East? if you think that the Jets are going to get a quarterback, if the Jets are really just that one piece away, if they get Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, if they get Derek Carr, are they potential? do they have the potential to leapfrog the Bills?
6: I think that the Bills are going to be worse off this year than most people think because I think they're going to have some free agency defections. Like I do think that there are going to be some players that look around and get some really decent financial offers from other teams, and despite the fact that you're playing on a team that – most likely is going to still be a contender we have pretty much seen the almighty dollar is what speaks for most of these guys there are very few times where we go oh yeah this guy turned down 10 million dollars because he really wants to play with xyz or whatever like that just doesn't happen very often and so I think you're going to look at this bills team as a much different team heading into this this coming season and with that yeah I mean the Jets certainly with Aaron if they got Aaron Rodgers they figured out a way to get a trade done for Aaron Rodgers I actually think they're I actually think they're probably the favorite in that division with what I think that the Bills look like come into free agency. Now, they could pull some miracles and next thing – look, they're wizards with these caps and stuff. And, like, the cap almost means nothing, like, you know, a lot of times because they're able to juggle all these things and turn things into signing bonuses and kick the can down the road and all that. But um I think the Bills are going to be way worse this year than they have been in the last couple of seasons. And I think that the Jets would be exponentially better for sure. And, I mean, listen, you're talking about – a. A rookie of the year on the defensive side, a rookie of the year on the offensive mm-hmm. side. I mean, like, you've got some playmakers to, to make some stuff happen.
5: My only fear with that is, like, if you get an Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys is going to be in that deal. Like, is Sauce Gardner going to be a part of that deal to get Aaron Rodgers? No,
6: they would never, Well, that's what, never,
5: But I'm, never, I'm saying, never, if never. you're the Packers, like, what are you trying? They're saying, you're going- they're saying he's only
6: worth a two. They're saying he's only worth a two. Because he's a guy because he who, costs a trillion dollars and you're only getting him for a year. Like, like yeah,
5: it's, but he had one down year and one back to back MVPs prior to that. Like, I think you have I think you have more trade value than you think.
6: I don't know. I, I, I don't think that having to assume that financial burden. But I'm saying
5: I wouldn't want to give him up if I'm the Jets. But I feel like something's gonna have to be thrown in there to sweeten the pot. I think
6: I think he goes for like a two and a three or something like that. Mm. Like that that like I don't think even a player gets swapped because again you might only get a year out of the guy. Like you're, like you might be trading away two two theoretical players with a second and a third pick for for one year of a guy who may or may not be giving it his all at this point. Okay. You know they, we do we do have that. I'm trying to
5: look through these other divisions. I like. No, because the Bears, especially after what we just talked about, I'm not so sure about the NFC North. Yeah. The Lions are on the come up. Um, the The Vikings, I don't have faith in winning the division um, with all the right. one score games Broncos, that they no had. Chance. And yeah, Broncos in the AFC.
6: Broncos, no chance. West. I think the Browns. Cardinals, no. I think the Texans Browns know. are at least in the conversation because with a with a guy that is as talented as Deshaun Watson having the time to knock off the rust and being able to be in the building and train with everyone and, you know, whatever. And also, because you got to remember, he kind of just jumped in there completely blind, you know, because he wasn't allowed to be around the team or anything like that. So, like, you do have a very talented quarterback. I still think, obviously, the class of the division is Cincinnati. But, I mean, like, there's there is a there is a world in which the Browns, like, put it all together. They're talented on both sides of the ball. You
5: well, know? and that's why so many people last year were betting them thinking mm-hmm. that when Deshaun Watson was plugged in, that they might be able to yeah. get over the hump and do that. I think the 700 plus days away from competitive oh, football sure. played in a critical factor mm-hmm. there. Now he's gotten a little bit of a feel. He's going to be the obviously day one guy this time around where he was not last year because he had to sit out, get that full, mm-hmm. um, like start to the season where you can ease in and build chemistry and do all those things that you didn't get to do until more than midway through the year this season. I so I get that.
6: I wouldn't say that it was a 0% chance for the commanders if they weren't going to go with Sam Howell. But I mean, again, it's, we can only go on the information that we know right now and right now they tell us that they're going to go with Sam Howell. And so since they're going to go with Sam Howell, I can't say that. It, well, the let's see would... if
5: Eric the enemy is a wizard.
6: Right. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> There's that. There's that. There's let's that.
5: see. Okay. <laughs> We have the NHL when we come back. Jeff Ulrich, betting analyst over at DraftKings, is going to join us. We have a loaded nine-game slate where he sees value on the evening. Don't go anywhere.
3: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for
7: God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
0: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
2: you get your podcasts.
8: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni
2: and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with their introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits, deep dive, betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the year, including bracket breakdowns, top plays, and daily props as well. Do not miss out. This is a limited time offer. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Again, just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe.
6: $9.99. American, $13.52. Canadian, $13.52. For our friends up north, if you want to get an introductory trial offer of VSIN Pro,
5: we have a friend of the show from. We, the North, who will join us now. Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings NHL betting analyst, joins us now. Our resident Canadian on the program mm-hmm. today. How's it going, my friend? Do you appreciate the exchange rate that Matt gives us here?
8: Yeah, I, th- I think it's way more than that, though. It's probably like, you know, $10 Canadian or American to me is always like, I just assume it's like $100 Canadian. So <laughs> I don't know. But, we're, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I can yeah. afford 13 bucks. There, there we go. go. We're,
5: we're loving the Ted Bear behind you, by the way.
8: Yeah, he talks, too. I mean, I'm not going to do it because he says some things that aren't appropriate, but (laughs) I he does does talk.
5: That's the v Plus Plus subscription. We'll have to do that in the commercial break. (laughs) I appreciate you joining us, though, my friend, especially like this time with the NBA All-Star break. There's just that much more opportunity for folks to get involved in the NHL if they haven't been betting it as much. We got a nine-game slate tonight. As you kind of sifted through the card, where were your eyes initially drawn?
8: Yeah, there's a couple really good underdogs I think on this card. Um my, my, my first my first spot was was the Red Wings. I mean, I just think this line is is really interesting. I mean, the Wings are plus 130 and you know, they're playing the Capitals on the road, but I mean, this is a this is the Capitals team with no John Carlson, no Alex Ovechkin. They haven't won a game since Ovechkin has been out. If you're if you're new to hockey or you just haven't been following Ovechkin uh, death of his father out for personal reasons he's not going to be back for this game may not be back all week uh, the Red Wings are, are dealing right now 4.2 goals per game over their last four games Tyler bertuzzi Dylan Larkin uh, having a having a having a time of it right now and um, you know you you look at this this meeting I mean the capitals are falling the Red Wings are getting themselves in the playoff hunt. Um, you also have Billy Husso with a 3-0-1 lifetime record against the Capitals, .935 save percentage. He has had their number, plus 130, more than fair here for me. That's probably my, my favorite play of the, of the slate.
6: So let's look down at 730. We have Toronto on the road at Buffalo. Currently, the Sabres have drifted up to a plus 150 home underdog in this one, minus 175 if you want the Leafs on the road as favorites. A total of seven in this one jeff uh you like the
8: home dog here i do another underdog spot and i like that this line is getting bigger i'm not shocked that people are betting the toronto maple leafs i think that's not a bad sign i think that the ryan o'reilly trade probably um getting in the minds of bettors and and just getting some sentiment though but this is a this is one of those spots where if you're new to nhl betting again you need to know what the rest spots are uh the sabers are a home underdog They're playing on more than two days of rest here. Um, The Sabres are far and oh in their last four games playing on two days of rest. Um, That's a good sign right off the bat. Leafs are in the third game of a four-night stretch here. Um, That's not great. These are typically spots where you want to start fading, especially bigger favorites. I think there's big expectations here with Toronto. With Ryan O'Reilly coming into town, Sabres as well, uh, another Eastern Conference team. They're in the playoff on it. It's a very, very skilled team up front. Yeah, they need to have a a decent defensive night, absolutely. Their goaltending needs to show up a bit, but they can win a shootout. Plus 150, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a good number, too.
5: Here with Jeff Ulrich, betting analyst over at DraftKings, the Edmonton Oilers have dropped four straight games, but no better opponent to get right against than The Philadelphia Flyers who, while they are coming off a win at Calgary for three, like this is a team that is not strung together back to back wins in more than a month at this point. Please tell me you like Edmonton in this spot because I want, I want to back the yep. Oilers again.
8: Yeah, there's a lot of underdogs that I do like tonight, but I, I'm I'm not going to go as far as taking the Flyers. I think that the Oilers have to bounce back here. They have, they have given up a lot of goals. Um, they have had their issues. They still have their issues on the back end, but this is also a pretty solid team overall. And I think what you're going to see from them is a very concerted effort tonight um, not to allow a ton of chances and to really shut down the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, this is the Flyers team who has not done well against the West either. I believe they're one in five now uh, in the last six games against uh, Western Conference opponents. They've been getting killed, uh, you know, again, you know, in a couple games as well. So uh, also, again, bringing in that rest uh, that rest advantage, playing Calgary uh, the night before, not great. I think the Oilers absolutely show up here. It's a short line, but this is one spot where I don't mind taking it. It's down to minus one thirty. gonna ride kind of with the the public here. I think a lot of people probably, playing the Oilers to bounce back. But um, again, just with what the Oilers have done lately, I think you're going to see them show up at home. So uh, give me the Oilers here. We'll take the the to cover the puck line on uh, yeah a little bit of a shorter line.
5: Okay, so the Oilers last four games in this losing streak, they've allowed five and six goals in each of them. So when you say they're going to shut down the Flyers, does that mean they only allow three goals or so? I'm just asking because the total in this one is seven. We have two sevens on the yeah. board tonight. Do we think that the over is still in play for Edmonton?
8: I mean, it's always in play with the Oilers because of the skill that they have up front. I mean, you could just, you know, this could just get out of hand quickly and the Oilers could potentially get to seven themselves. I would lean towards the under in this one. Mm. Uh, Again, you have the Flyers coming in on a a, a tricky rest spot uh, where, again, they're going to be disadvantaged compared to the Oilers coming out. And I think what you're going to see, again, you know, the Oilers trying to really not play that run-and-gun style. I don't think they want to get in another shootout. That's what they're going to be trying to avoid. So... If anything here, uh, I would be looking for the Oilers um, to really just kind of play a little bit more of a boring game. It's never really that boring with them. And again, they can pot six goals in a hurry. But um, that seven line to me is either an under or a stay away um, uh, as the way I'm looking at this game. Jeff, I want to ask you,
6: like, a macro question about just hockey batting in general because there are going to be a lot of people that are coming over from the NFL right now that it's done. They won their best. They got Mahomes as a dog. Their counts are all flush. <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm going to start firing on some of these sports that I know nothing about. So, listen, we're going to try to help them transition here. Is there, what's the number one tip when people come to you and say, like, hey, listen, I, I want to get into hockey betting." Like, Jeff, give me, give me, like, the number one tip that you can give me as I, as I transition
8: into the NHL. I mean, again, like, I think there's a couple things with NHL that, that you know, you, you really need to, to look at. I think, again, like the scheduling is a big thing. I mean, you get teams on back to back, you get teams and playing three and four nights. I mean this is this is not like the necessarily the NBA where we get a lot of lineup changes. The lineups tend to tend to stay static. So um you know you're getting like players who are obviously playing through fatigue and that does affect the win probabilities. So looking at looking at the schedules is always a big thing. And then the you know the other thing that you get with NHL is just um you know you, you do get like a, a spot with the goaltender where that can bring a lot of uh, you know variability as well so uh, always looking towards the lineup always looking towards who's playing in net what the situation is uh, as well with the rest advantage
5: Jeff, as we look at the futures odds for who's going to win the Stanley Cup, the Boston Bruins are the favorite. And as much as I would like for them to go on and win, because I do have a futures parlay that involves Boston pulling it off, we all know far too well that the team that has the best regular season and goes on to win the President's Trophy more often than not is not able to pull it off come the postseason. As you look through the odds to win it all, what are some value teams you think might be worth, worth investing in at this point in the season?
8: Yeah, you know, the Eastern Conference to me is just going to be an absolute battleground um, right now. And with three teams already under plus 1,000, I really think that the future's opportunity is going to lie in the West. And, you know, again, if, if you get a team, you know, at, at over plus 1,000, you get them into the finals. It doesn't mean you have to ride it out. Even if, even if you are facing the Bruins, um, stay in the final or the, or the hurricanes and, and your team's an underdog, you can hedge out. Maybe that your team gets a uh, steals game one. So I'm looking at the West. I think that the Oilers and the stars offer the best value right now. I would side with the Oilers for the simple fact they have so much talent up front. The West is extremely wide open this season. Um, You've got Colorado who's been very streaky. Uh, You have a lot of other inexperienced teams just in terms of, you know, haven't really been, um, you know, in terms of uh, getting to the Stanley Cup finals or just playing the dominant uh, style of of hockey for long periods of time. I think it's a very good opportunity for those. We also have the trade deadline coming up. And I think what you're going to see from Edmonton is potentially them addressing weakness? We have we. There's one thing that the Oilers really need to address, and that's on the back end. And if they do that, they have just as much talent as any team up front. Uh, probably more than any team in the West. And, uh, I mean, you know, again, like you're getting them at plus 1,400 versus, say, uh, biting with Colorado at plus 650. So, to me, the Oilers still in a very good spot, could even win the, um, uh, win their division and, and, and get, obviously, home ice advantage. And I think you're getting them at a spot still at plus 1,400 before the trade, de- trade deadline where you may even see these odds drop a little bit. So, Oilers and Stars, to me, are the two teams I'd be, really be looking at. And I have slight preference to the Oilers just because of that talent up front.
5: Jeff, this was fun. Appreciate you, buddy. You're the best.
8: Hey, thanks
5: a lot. Jeff Ulrich, betting analyst over at DraftKings at the Fantasy Grind on Don't Twitter.
6: Know. Don't know if you know this, or not, but the James Norris Memorial Trophy or simply the Norris Trophy is awarded annually to the National Hockey League's top defensive player who demonstrates thorough throughout this season the greatest all-around ability in the position. It's named after James E. Norris, the longtime owner of the Detroit Red Wings. I bring this up because we did not have time for Jeff to tell us that he likes Adam Fox in that market. There you go. Adam Fox in the... James E. Norris.
5: Eric Carlson, currently the favorite for the Norris. He leads all defensemen in points, and that is what the Norris is for. You forgot to mention what it actually awards.
6: The defensive player who demonstrates throughout the season the greatest all-around ability at the position. But it's
5: not the greatest all-around ability in truth. The defense part actually doesn't matter.
2: final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
5: Rolling along here live at the South Point. Remember, everybody, before you make your next bet, you got to check out vison.com and the current betting splits mm-hmm. data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for each game, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with odds so you can see the changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion, and it's not just for today. Future events as well. Betting splits, just another way to make you a more informed better. Vison is here to help you out. Check out, again, the betting splits over at vcin.com. We have, like, a live... Human betting splits page on the desk right now.
6: <laughs> Welcome in. Our last live guest. Oh,
5: why are you making everything so Our sad? Our last live
6: guest here on the desk. It had
9: to be you, Vinny. I got to tell you, I, it's it's so emotional. I, I'm going to try to keep myself together. Yes. I mean, <laughs> and I'm glad that we're not artificial intelligence.
6: Uh, <laughs> we're, we're alive <laughs> <laughs> although, although the intelligence part is probably up for debate. Listen, but. It's, I'm glad that you're going to keep it keep it not sad. We decided tomorrow will be sad. We're trying not to be sad today. Tomorrow will be sad. Like we will be yes, sad. Yes, we're waiting for
5: yeah. tomorrow for yeah. the tears to come yeah. through. Well, let me
9: just say this, okay? You know, I make prices every day. Obviously, this will not be the last time that we're together. I like,
5: okay? I like it absolutely. And for any, obviously, Vinnie Maiulo, a staple here, of Visa and sports betting Hall of Famer. But I wanted to make sure that I intro you properly instead of just throwing out Vinny for some of our our new listeners.
9: Everybody knows who Vinny is.
5: Everybody knows, obviously. Oh, my
9: goodness. Boy. Living legend. Boy. (laughs) You know, you buy a couple of rounds of drinks, people tend to say nice (laughs) things. I got it. That's a beautiful thing. So
5: life after the NFL. How are things going? Uh, You know
9: what? Very, very good. There was a time, I must say, and I remember these days well, uh, in the early part of my career, where once the Super Bowl was over, of course it was in January um we would uh, it was bookmaker's holiday like February uh, we'll see we'll see everybody in 2 to 4 weeks i mean it was just time to just relax uh very little college basketball even and things like that but now of course we are in constant look ahead mode now i don't i don't complain about that i think it's it's better because uh we've helped grow the business by by taking that approach so what do i mean by that well college has Obviously, added games and, and there are more games added to the rotation, right? You've got the the you know the uh, the Power Five or actually Power Six in, in basketball. I call it the Power Six because you have to include the Big East, not so much in football, obviously. But you've got more games. You've got added games, and there's a lot more interest because now the uh, the NCAA uh, basketball men's and women's will take center stage, right? For folks getting ready for March Madness. So there's that expansion. Um, and now, also in recent years, hockey uh, has really, you know, uh, upped their game in the interest. Uh, of course, we've got uh, the hockey, uh, the, the trade deadline coming up, and mm-hmm. we've seen some teams make some moves that are pretty intriguing, and, and folks are now taking a look at. Uh, OK, what are, what are futures looking like? Where am I at for a division, a conference, of course, and, and the Cup? So there's a lot of that. And then baseball, you know, with uh, with spring training, uh, you know, we, we've we got regular season wins uh, that we, we just posted uh, for uh, all 30 MLB teams. So um, it's good that it's it's not boring. You know, we'll mm-hmm. find our time. You know, we took a couple of days at the beginning of, uh, of this week. Uh, but there's always something to to get on. Uh, Masters will be here before we know it, and that's the biggest golf tournament mm-hmm. of the year. Um, NASCAR has up, you know, has ticked up. So, uh, you, you know, you know, I was asked last week about competition, and you know, competition around the country for more money uh, and more interest. The handle in the state was down compared to last year. Well, hey, listen, tip our caps. Arizona had the Super Bowl this year, and they've got sports betting.
5: Well, guess who has it next year?
9: And uh, <laughs> you hit, the, you hit it. So one I'm, of the
6: other people in town yeah. also had some uh, had a had a blip during the Super Bowl uh, as well. Was, it uh, could have uh, affected that handle. That yeah, uh, yeah. that definitely. And you hate yeah. to see that happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. listen,
9: you, you never want it to happen to anybody because it 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 just it it, it hurts yeah. everybody. I never want to see. I don't want to see players hurt. Mm. You know, in sports. Uh, I don't want to see somebody have. You know, we're all competitors, but you never want to see. I know what it's like for mm. systems to crash. Mm-hmm. It's not a good situation, mm-hmm. and so uh, you want to make sure that the folks have the, you know, the ability to to have their choices, and and then you know what, and and we compete, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a
6: good thing. So let's just put into perspective, just so people who, uh, you know, we talk about like okay, we move on to the other sports. What what is a Let's let's not even say a let's not even say an island game. Let's just say it's an afternoon game in the NFL that is fairly important. What okay. what does that do comparatively to a let's call it a prime TNT NBA game or a you know a nationally you know national hockey whatever something yeah,
9: like that? Yeah, good good question. Man. You know, I think the NBA and again, listen, I'll I'll say this: uh, the NBA uh, athletes they're the greatest athletes mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, phenomenal. But what, I think what's really the NBA has taken a little bit of a hit with this, you know, load management. Yeah. It's difficult for people. I mean, we we see it so much. Nowadays, where there's a four-point favorite in the morning or on the overnights and into the morning, and then by the time the game yeah. tips off, you know they're a two or three-point dog, maybe a four-point dog. That's not helping it. So it's hard that's to get what, early action. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's or you're getting early mm-hmm. action just because and people are yeah. you know they're going to hedge later on mm-hmm. and you're just taking a right. chance that you know a couple of people are going to play or not. So I would say that uh, you know college basketball right now again is front and center because there's a lot mm-hmm. more consistency with the product, frankly. And again, I think that's going to help the NBA at some. Point to say, look, we've got, and I think Adam Silver is aware of that. I, mean, I heard him, you know, during the All Star game, uh, during a couple of interviews, that came up, and he, you know, he uh, he, uh, I credit him for taking taking those uh, those questions. Uh, but you know what? When you look at a day like today, man, you've got some really good games mm-hmm. today, right? Yep. I mean, you've got some good matchups, uh, Virginia Tech and Miami. Now everybody's playing to get. Listen, we got to get in because this is the this is the time of year you have to be playing your best ball, and so that also resonates with the committee. And so um, I think when you look at uh, you know these types of games and some of the matchups that we're looking at today, um, those games are really it, some of them are going to outhandle some. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no NBA for a couple right, of days to right, get, right. but some of them are going to outhandle okay. the NBA because there's more certainty with who's playing. Right.
5: So uh, one of the examples that we have. Tonight, Virginia Tech, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite Mm -hmm. against number 13, Miami. Uh, Similar spread here when it comes to Indiana. We have these unranked home favorites Mm -hmm. against ranked opponents, and this has been a a big trend lately, 29 and 13 against the spread, that those have been winners for people. Why is that? Is there anything you can put your, yeah. your finger on? It's just parody in basketball right now.
9: Great, uh, great question, great point. And you know, we used to hear this uh, only in in college football, Stormy. But uh, you and Matt will remember my uh, uh, my Visa and shirt, right? Which oh still, yes, i mm-hmm. still be right. Polls don't determine mm-hmm. prices. Okay, it's about the power ratings, and you know, schools, not so much in the NBA, but uh, home court advantage especially if it's a payback game. In, uh, in in college basketball means at least two, three, sometimes four points uh, in, in terms of what you're going to uh, add or take away from from a team. So when you've got these teams that are – Virginia Tech is playing very well, Miami, who's by the way one of the you know the hot teams you know going into the season, uh, you know uh, team got a lot of support and very quietly behind the scenes they're not as known maybe for basketball compared to you know the blue bloods of the world, but they're very steady. Larnerga's got a good program there. Um, probably, in fact, I think I, I have them uh, the best uh, school in in the ACC. But a, you know, Virginia Tech is rising. So when you've got the teams that are capable, and believe me, there are. Look, if you look at power ratings, I've got I've still got Houston about a point higher than Alabama, and then you know some some teams after that. You know, you're looking at Kansas, UCLA, Purdue. But I have to tell you, there are 30 teams within seven points of each other in terms of a power rating. And then when you add the home court to that, that's why you're going to get these types of matchups. And it's a good play. It really is. How about some of these dogs that are going to be, you know, there's some close uh, teams that are close dogs uh, that are covering, you know, say, well, how, you know, uh, you know, why isn't Kansas a bigger favorite? Now they, of course they prevailed yesterday in a tough game, but there's some, uh,
6: there's some very live home dogs, especially this time of year. Vinny, we're going to have a bunch of people who haven't bet college basketball at all in their life, come in and bet on the tournament because, yep. you know, Hey, look, It's the tournament. Uh, real quick, we only got about a minute. But yeah. like, what What's what's just a couple of tips you would give them as we move into March Madness here? They're coming to Vegas with their right. buddies, all the things like that.
9: Um, great, great question. I, I would say take the same. It's the same advice I give to people for betting the week one of of NFL. Right. Everybody they've been clamoring for it all spring and all summer, and then they they go in way over their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, spread it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, bet some props too, and and, and some things. Bet some half times. Bet some in game. Same thing. Uh, you know, with with the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, yeah. oh my God. It's Super Bowl. You know, I've got a I've got to, you know, go uh, you know, go to the yeah. bank. I've got to get a home equity loan <laughs> to go that's to... no, stay within your means. In the NCAA tournament, take a look, look at seeding, look at how the lines are moving if you're not going to be mm-hmm. one of the early betters, or if you like something early, make your own numbers. Right. Put some put some power ratings together for yourself. There's information out there to do so and compare those numbers to yours. Bet some props. First team to 10, first team to 15. One of the biggest Funnest props. We've got a group that comes yes. in here. They've come in here for the, the last three Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's it's an absolute uh, – it, it's it's a it's a fun time. So, spread it out a little bit. Look for in-game. And, frankly, uh, there are a lot of live dogs uh, in the, in the tournament. Think of those 5-12 matchups. They're basically yeah. pick em games.
5: Well, and, again, the, the parody in college basketball this year, too, really Absolutely. opens that door. Vinny, you're yep. awesome. It's been a pleasure, my Thank friend. you. Always good to be
9: with you both, and we'll see you again.
5: Yes, our last live guest for v Sin Final Countdown. v Sin Vinny, leave it to him to put us off on a bang. Awesome.
2: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
0: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy as part of the My Cultura podcast network,
2: available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network
5: basketball and hockey rolls on people and remember bet rivers online sportsbook is the place to be bet rivers has you covered for every line odd and boost you can join them each week for new promotions like the tuesday hockey first goal insurance saturday hockey same game parlay bet and get weekly pro basketball bet and get and more check out betrivers.com or download the bet rivers app it's a whole new game welcome back V final countdown the countdown to our final show continues on V's and Final Countdown. So us tomorrow. All
6: the good stuff happens tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously, like all the Can good stuff happens tomorrow. we make you eat
5: something again tomorrow? I don't know. I feel like the, that's the what stuff. the people want. We our last eat little... the second half of the chip. We, Why pew, not? Pew, 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 pew. Yes. We got, hopefully we get more of those tomorrow. Yeah, but we do have a pew we pew pew.
6: Nate Millen has been fired, the head coach of the Hawks. According to Adrian Wojnowski, the Hawks are planning a wide-ranging search, but one candidate expected to be at the top of the list, former Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder. So that is kind of what's going on here. Others expected to be considered include Bucks assistant Charles Lee and Golden State's Kenny Atkinson.
5: Yeah, the Hawks sub-500 at this point in the season, Um, but if you – are somebody that likes Atlanta and thinks that hey maybe this coaching change could spark something positive. Hundred fifty to one. You want to get in on the championship? I will say in twenty twenty, um, when what's his face? When Lloyd Pierce got fired and he was replaced by Lloyd McMillan, Christmas.
6: Lloyd Christmas, Lloyd Christmas. Yes. Pardon me. Yeah.
5: When he was fired and rela- replaced by McMillan, they went on to an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. So just saying. Just saying. You're just saying. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there that crazier things have happened with this organization <sighs> specifically. So there you go. There is our pew 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 of the day. There it is. Um, don't have much else to really talk about with the Hawks right now because again, yeah, 29:30 right now.
6: Not a ton to uh, to talk about there. Did you? Did lied. we just? Did we just totally lie to people? Are we going to talk baseball at all or no? We're just going to punt lied. that to tomorrow. We're just yeah. going to punt it till tomorrow.
5: Apologies, we lied. We have, yeah. we have one more. We have a whole two hours tomorrow. We have to a whole two hours left of the, of the history listen, of this program. The, reason, so, yeah, that, the we, reason that I want to punt that is because yeah. we did not dive in enough, in my opinion, to college basketball. And we have an awesome slate of hoops coming up tonight, including four top 25 matchups, a handful of those unranked home favorites taking on ranked opponents. And I I just, I think that, do we think that theory is going to continue? Do we not? This is something that people can bet on tonight. Whereas spring training is just getting underway this week. And it's not that important. So you baseball people out there, I apologize. We have one of our uh, great friends of the show, betting analyst, John Legaza, who's going to join us tomorrow. And he is going to give you the best breakdown you could ever imagine. Far better than I could give you. So grateful for that. Let's get into some of tonight's slate. Um, Some games that we haven't talked about tonight, number nine, Baylor at number 14, Kansas. This is a 7 p.m. Eastern time tip off on ESPN 2 Baylor looking to bounce back um, after the loss at Kansas. We have a little revenge narrative here, potentially lost at home to Kansas State 97, 95 in overtime earlier this year. Baylor did. And Kansas State on a little bit of a tough stretch lately. They've dropped four of their last six. Did get back on track against number 19 Iowa State on Saturday. Great home court. Um, I don't know. So the Ken Palm number on this one, you see on your screen, Baylor favored by a point and a half, total 148. The Ken Palm number on this is K-State laying a point, total 151. So I don't know if that moves the needle for you.
6: The the other game that we've already talked about here, Virginia Tech-Miami has moved to three now. In favor of Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, So this has now moved to three over DraftKings anyway. You know, we're talking rest of country, but that's what you guys have the majority of the access to. So that has moved to three in favor of Virginia Tech there in another one of those games that you were were referring to in which the unranked home team is actually Mm -hmm. favored over the ranked road team.
5: Just to go back to that Baylor-Kansas State, though, I think I am going to take Kansas State. Are Kansas, you now? Yeah. fine. it. Yeah. Like, why Put not? it in the account. Why not? Just I'll let it. you talk about these other games while I get on my little app here. No, I have time. <laughs> I think I might take the one and a half. Kansas State, and they are the like worst-ranked team, I guess it's only five spots, mm-hmm. and we talk so much about the parity in college basketball, but looking through their schedule right now, only one of their losses this season was at home at Bramlage Coliseum. So you're getting the point and a half at home Danielle mentioned earlier in passing a little subtly that K-State was one of the best, if not the best, ATS teams in the Big 12. So I might take a shot on the Wildcats here. I like that. The, I, yeah. I think, I think that's what I'm going to do. Go, the Kansas State's going to get the sweep of Baylor this year. Calling it now. Uh, another top 25 yeah, matchup uh, on deck tonight. Number 11, Tennessee at number 25, Texas A&M. This is also at 7 Eastern, but on E1. Tennessee, okay, this team is so annoying. They beat then number one Alabama a week ago today. Like, then you go and lose poorly to Kentucky? And now after this 18-3 and start where it looked like they were playing really well, drop four of their last six games straight up. Meanwhile, Texas A&M has gotten hot in SEC play after some ugly losses in non-conference. They're on a five-game win streak. So do you take the hotter team or a Tennessee squad that – Is higher ranked that could knock off – that they can play with the best of them when they're on, but are they going to be on at A&M?
6: There is uh, a lot of people out there that are far smarter than me when it comes to college basketball that think that Tennessee has actually – hit a, a skid here, that this isn't just kind of a bump in the road, that they're actually concerned with okay. Tennessee moving forward. It's one of those teams that are just cruising along, cruising along, cruising along, and then as you mentioned, I mean, they know that loss at Florida. They do bounce back against Auburn, then back to back losses to Vanderbilt and Missouri as well. And then, yes, they get the win at Alabama, then come back and lose again to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever you show that type of inconsistency inconsistency as we head down the stretch. I think that's what's most concerning to people Yeah. because this is like, this is when you can't be inconsistent, right? You have to win all the games in a row. Well, like, this is can't. why
5: everybody complains about yeah. Rick Barnes led team yeah. late in seasons and come tournament time, what's going to happen with them. But maybe this is a case like Vinny was talking about with Virginia Tech, where you have one team that's kind of on the downward trajectory and another team that's ascending, Texas A&M. I heard our own Tim Murray talking about this earlier. Shout out, by the way, to the v College Basketball Betting Podcast available wherever you get your podcast. He says Texas A&M, since the new year, second best team in the country, according to Bark Torvik, Aggies here uh, were a two and a half point favorite and getting some love here, now down to one and a half, total 129 and a half. So the question is, like, are we buying a Because I understand what you're saying on the tech on uh, Tennessee side of things, that maybe they're on this little downward slump and the skit is legit. But you also still have to buy in on the other side of this, that a and what they have put together recently, uh, is real. And maybe they can take advantage of this limping Vols squad.
6: Or do we are we getting a discount on Tennessee because of their recent struggles?
5: Excellent point.
6: See? See, those are things that we have to pose Dun, dun,
5: dun. Nothing in this game for me. Um, The other two games on the docket in the top 25, you got Marquette at Creighton. A lot of love for Creighton on the show this week.
6: Yes, tons of Creighton love. They are five-and-a-half point home favorites over Marquette, a total of 146-and-a-half. Another one of those in which the number next to their name is bigger than the Mm -hmm. number next to Marquette's name, yet they find themselves as five-and-a-half point home favorites.
5: I just wonder if five-and-a-half is too big. I am. People not sure. love
6: this, them some Creighton, though.
5: I know they do, which is they why this number team. is growing. They are
6: hotter than that chip I ate yesterday.
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> you're insane. Uh, Game that Danielle Alvari had an opinion and She liked Indiana plus the three tonight at Michigan State. She said that she thinks the Hoosiers are going to be able to get the job done at the rim in this one. Total 137. Um, yeah, I. Michigan State, this is their first home game since, obviously, the tragedy that happened recently. They lost at Michigan not too long ago. Um, Indiana is the better team on the neutral court, so I'm not really sure that the line indicates that as much. Like, you have to imagine there's going to be a lot of emotions at Breslin Center tonight. I just don't – when it comes to things like this, I I never know what the the atmosphere is going to be, what the feel is going to be. Like, are the emotions going to – help you right. or not. And like, they just had to really get through that game against Michigan the other night. I'm curious how they come out tonight.
6: Yeah, it is. Um, it's kind of one of those, like you're mentioning, there's so much unknown and things that I, that we can't quantify like with numbers or with whatever. So it's kind of like, those are the type of games. I also try to stay away from. Cause like, I don't know what, what to factor in with those different things.
5: Yeah. So again, Danielle liked taking the three with the ranked team. She did not think that the unranked home favorite thing was going to have success in this game. I will say, though, home court in this conference, 68 and 41 against the spread in league play, hitting it about 62 and a half percent over the last month or so. That number is even higher. So the home teams have been getting it done. ATS. At this point.
6: We will have a full episode of long shots out a little later Mm -hmm. today. But if you're looking at the Honda real quick, like you're gonna notice it's short numbers on guys that are typically with big numbers next to their name. And it's just like for me, this is a very highly variant tournament. There are there's water in play on fifteen of the eighteen holes. And so I just not gonna I'm just not gonna get invested in any of these shorter guys. Like four of the last eleven champions were twenty to one or shorter, but those guys were JT, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Rory McElroy. Like those guys aren't in this field. Like this is a super, super weak field. Six of the last eleven have been eighty to one or longer, if that tells you anything. Like this this ter- there's way too much variance in this tournament to be betting guys at ten to one and, and mm-hmm. you know, twelve to one and things like that. But
5: the good news is John Rom can't win one for yes, once because is he is not we in the We don't have to worry about Rom. <laughs> so so tomorrow, though, Matt will give us a full breakdown of the Honda Classic. We also have a Thursday night XFL game. So tomorrow in our final, final countdown, I'll give you the lowdown yes. on some of the odds adjustments in the XFL. We do have baseball. I wasn't totally lying to you. Things will happen with spring training. Come back for the final segment.
6: We're just going to cry for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah dude, we just lie. The whole, all segments.
5: Yeah, the last segment of our yeah. final show, just all tears. No, yeah. but we do want you to join us. So please stop by. Same time, same place tomorrow.
3: So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential.